Good morning again. God bless you. Thank you for joining in with us. Here we are again today, and this is next to the last morning in this format. Wow. You know, there's a couple of things you're going to miss. Number one, you're going to miss uh, the real inspiration of getting up so early. And about the third or fourth day after you stop, you know, all this getting up and getting out and, you know, and getting yourself ready all this early, you're going to realize how productive you have been in your days. And so keep that in mind. That could be a key to success. You see, success of anything normally begins before you begin. Like success of getting up early begins the night before with going to bed on time. And some of the things that you set yourself up for can really determine whether or not you, you are uh, uh, energized and ready for the day. Today, I'm excited about this word today, not only because it is next to the last word, but because it is such an all-encompassing, such a powerful concept. <clears throat> and you know that we've talked, I, 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 I briefly asked those that were here, and I didn't get much response just a moment ago, but I briefly asked, hey, is it okay to recap as much as I've been recapping? And so with only two days to go, I'm not going to change the format. Let me recap once again, all right? Uh, just in the event that any of you are tuning in this morning or sitting in the parking lot and listening and you, you haven't had the opportunity to hear everything, it's during these recaps that often I get a chance to expound a little more on one or two of the elements, something perhaps we've said before or maybe something that we haven't said. But I've been hearing over and over and over that sometimes when I stop at places, many times, most times, if not every time, when I stop and, and expound on one of the elements a little bit, it happened to be something that someone needed just that day at that moment. So allow me, if you would, again, to tell you that if you have something in your life that you believe God wants it to be better, or you want it to be better. You're not happy with the way it is. Like God, when he looked down on planet earth and he saw in Genesis 1-1 that the earth was void and without form and darkness covered the face of the deep. And, and he wasn't satisfied with that. He wanted to change it. He imagined, he dreamed. God will also help you to imagine, to dream, to, to, to receive from him his picture of what he could do in your life, what he could do in your marriage, what he could do in your finances, what he can do in your future. You see, the things that are ongoing in our life right now, sometimes we just need the inspiration of God so that we could imagine not just it being better, but imagine it being all that God could make it. And with that dream, if we will begin to meditate, if we will begin to apply the Word of God, the Scriptures not just meditate on anything, but meditate on the Word of God. Just like Joshua 1.8 says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate in it day and night, for then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. It's the process through meditation of weeding out what is us versus what is God. Sometimes, you know, that, that, that season of prayer and fasting, when we separate ourselves just to consider the course of our life or to consider what God's doing. It's that season of prayer and fasting that, that, that helps us to, to focus in meditation so that we can come out of that moment knowing the will of our God, understanding what it is God wants us to do. That's what God did basically as he hovered over the earth. He meditated, he pondered, he considered what he wanted. And whenever he came to the place where he decided, okay, not only is this what I wanted, not, not only do I want things to change, but this is where I want them to change too. And then this is how I'm going to do this. You see, God got a plan together. He has a plan for you. He had a plan for planet earth. And and then he spoke, he declared, let there be light. You know, 
He didn't just sit around complaining about the darkness. He didn't just sit around wondering, well, what am I going to do? Or or wait on something else to happen. He didn't just sit around. He owned it. He pursued it. He got up. he He engaged in that with a declaration of his mouth. And that's what we need to do. We need to express at some point that this is what we're going to do. And sometimes we have to tell ourselves that over and over and over. You know, that's what David did. David came back to the little city of Ziklag, and he found out that, that, that all of his family and friends and all of the wives and family of his, of his uh, 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 soldiers, they'd all been captured and taken away. There he is at Ziklag, and he wonders what to do. And, and he would have liked to have had some support, but all of his friends blamed him for it, and they were ready to stone him, and they were all depressed. So what did David do? The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. He spoke to himself. He actually said and declared, you know, I I can do this. I can do this. Maybe what we would do whenever we say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He spoke, he declared, and that declaration will help you to own the pursuit. It will help you to begin the first step, just like it did with God in Genesis, the first chapter, just like it did with with, uh, Joseph. As we looked at his life, he dreamed, and then subsequent to, to him wondering what the dream was about, he began to voice that dream, and it was the voicing of that dream that began his pursuit. You know how, uh, in his case, voicing the dream made his enemies angry at him, and that happens at times. You know, I, I, I don't want to tell you that every time that you begin to do something for God that, that you know, all hell will break loose, but sometimes it will. Sometimes it takes moving us from where we are through a process that God wants us to move through to bring us where he wants us to be. In fact, the Bible says it was by the stoning of Stephen that, that the word of God was, was pressed. People were scattered from Jerusalem. And by that, the word of God was spread all over. That at times is a process. And, and just take it as a process, okay? That pursuit sometimes will cause you to have to stand toe-to-toe and face-to-face with the enemies that were there all along, and maybe they were hiding, and maybe they, weren't, they, they, they didn't consider you a threat. But now, as you began pursuit, now as you declare that, you know, the moon and the, and, 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 and the sun and the 11 stars, I saw them you know, bow down to me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you just... That, that, that just made them mad. It just caused the, the, the devil, the demons of hatred and envy and strife and, and just to rise up in, in, in the hearts of the enemies of Joseph. And so they did what they could to destroy his dream. They did what they could to prove that, that, that it wasn't going to happen. But you see, no man, no man can mess with your destiny. No man can mess. Don't, don't, don't believe it. Because the more... Exodus 1.12 says, the more they were afflicted, the more they multiplied and grew. You see, the prophet said, when the enemy shall come out against you like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. That's what the Word says. That no weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn because this is your inheritance. It's your heritage. But condemn it. Speak. Encourage yourself. Make your declaration. Man, just, just let it make you a little, whenever they said, let it make you a little louder. Whenever they said to, to uh, the, the blind man, you know, Bartimaeus, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. The Bible says he yelled the more. He, he screamed the more. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. They said, be quiet, be quiet. Jesus! 
son of David, have mercy upon me. He just continued. And it was by that declaration, by his expression, Jesus said, bring him to me. They brought him and Jesus said, do you believe I'm able to do this? Yes, Lord. The declaration. Yeah. Mary, be it unto me according to your word. The declaration, the ownership, it engages us in a pursuit. And don't you know that Mary was not the most popular person about three or four months later. She began to show her betrothed, her engaged, her fiance found out about it. Her saying yes to God gave her some trouble. Don't think it didn't. It did. So much so that that her fiance was going to put her away privately. And had it not been for angelic intervention, but you know, she didn't know that she could depend on angelic intervention. God didn't say, oh, and by the way, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to take care of Joseph. You know, no, no, no promises. Just do my will. Pursue my will. Declare your willingness to pursue my will. And let me take care of it a step at a time. Now, if you can put yourself in Mary's shoes or in Joseph's shoes, you would understand that there was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of things against them. People weren't happy with them. You know, society and the city, things didn't, they weren't. Oh, look, there's the mother of Messiah. Oh, no, none of that. Okay. There was... There's that adulterer. There's that fornicator. There, ooh, you know, unclean people. And look at him. He married her. You know, oh, you know, it must be his baby, or maybe it's not. You know, all of that. Imagine that going on in a very small community. I've been there in Nazareth several times. Imagine going on what was going on in that little community. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes our dream, our our acceptance of God's plan, knowing what God's want, and our declaration to follow that plan, sometimes that brings us into a difficult moment of life, a pressured moment of life. But hey, pursue. And if you'll add these elements to your life and not allow those pressures to make you mean and, and I'm not going to participate. No, participate anyway. Continue to build those relationships. Continue to have character and humility and continue to endure and be kind. Continue. Don't let those things just push you into being ungodly. Amen? Continue with these elements of candidness and influence and, and make sure that you continue to work and be attentive and restrained and, and, and that you continue to struggle and that you continue to fear God and, and be meek and confident and have perspective and be flexible and articulate and, and you know, stick with your plan. Okay, all of the things that we've talked about, make sure you be faithful and that you be patient and persistent. And today, this element as well of being forgiving, forgiving, forgiving. You see, unforgiveness does very little to your enemies. It sure does bind you up, though. It'll keep you out of the blessings of God. It'll keep God from showering down. Do you know that if you are not a forgiving person, then instead of God trying to make you successful and promote you, he'll be working on you about your forgiveness, okay? Because if you have been forgiven of crucifying Christ and the need and your ancestral heritage of, of, of being a sinner, if you've been forgiven of that, why shouldn't you forgive others? where they have trespassed against you. Forgiving, to give up resentment of or a claim to or a claim for repayment. 
I'm not talking about somebody owing you money. I'm talking about somebody owing you a debt of, I'm sorry. Somebody having done you wrong. You're not looking for them to be punished over that anymore. It doesn't mean that you don't seek restoration and that you don't seek some, you know, rightness. But it does mean that in your heart, you're not hoping that God would take them to hell, destroy them, and make them pay, withdraw his fellowship. And you're wanting them to have a relationship with God. And the best thing you can do is forgive them. It is our responsibility. Forgiveness, you see, is a guarantee from God. It's by the grace of God. It's a grace which comes from God to a willing heart. Be willing. If you have been hurt, if you have been betrayed, if you have been done wrong and you're wrestling with forgiveness, keep wrestling, keep struggling, and keep your heart willing. God will give you the ability and the power and the feelings of forgiveness if you'll continue to seek him for it. And forgiveness is an element that will set you free and will take you down the road of success. It's a grace of God that comes to a willing heart. In Joseph's life, in chapter 45 of Genesis, beginning in verse 4, this is where the brothers, they repented to, Jesus, to, to Joseph. And Joseph said to his brothers in verse 4, please come near to me. So they came near. Then, they, then, then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now, do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. <laughs> and God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and a ruler throughout, throughout all the land of Egypt. Wow. Joseph begins to express his understanding of what God had done in his life. Of what God and God alone, that God is in charge of my life. That you cannot take advantage of me except God were to give you advantage of me. Like Jesus said, no man takes my life from me. No man can take advantage of me. I can lay it down and take it up again. Except that the Father allowed you to do that, that could not be done. And so my beef, I don't wrestle with flesh and blood, and my beef is not with you. You know, I want to make sure you understand you are forgiven. Do you know what forgiveness means? Forgiveness basically means this. Okay, I am not going to, to bring this up to you anymore trying to make you feel condemned. Okay? I'm not going to bring this up to myself anymore making myself feel pitied, wanting pity. I'm not going to bring it up to others anymore trying to slander or discredit you. It doesn't mean that, that, that I don't talk the truth, but it does mean I, I will not do it out of a motivation of slander, out of a motivation of, 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 of seeking your destruction, out of a motivation of, of trying to make you feel you know, guilty or, 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 or trying to make myself be pitied. And I won't bring it up to God anymore out of the motivation of trying to get God to punish you. If I talk to God about you, and, you're, and I've forgiven you, I'm going to talk to him about helping you be restored because there is a difference between forgiveness and restoration. A lot of people say, well, you just didn't forgive me. Well, yes, I did, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get, get back in business with you. Okay? There's a difference between forgiveness and restoration. Okay? Forgiveness is free. I'll give it to you because Jesus paid for it and I'm commanded to. And if I have a willing heart, God will give me forgiveness to give to you and I'll feel better about it. But that does not mean forgiveness is, 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 is something that's my responsibility. But restoration means this, that you may have to change before I ever let you borrow my car again. 
Okay? I might forgive you for wrecking it and trashing it and not bringing it home for three days. However, forgiveness and restoration are two different things. Now, Joseph has forgiven his brothers, and he has seen their true repentance. And because they changed, he offers them restoration to be restored in full relationship to him. Not just forgiven, but restored. He brings them and locates them with him. What a marvelous story. You see, the truth is, is that we should view bad decisions, wrong decisions, and even the costly mistakes of others as a part of the process, not the problem. God has a plan. He is in control. Okay? And Joseph realized that and was able to forgive his brothers because he realized this is a God thing. And it's a process. It wasn't a problem. It was a process. It moved me from where I was, and it did in me what had to be done to bring me to the place God needed me and to get me there in the shape I needed to be in. These light afflictions, which are but for a moment, they work for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at things which are seen, but we look at things which are unseen. For things which are seen are only temporary, earthly considerations things which are unseen are eternal in their perspective let's look if we would now at our overcomers confession let's make this confession together again this morning this morning one more morning i I hope you continue the, the 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 i hope you continue making your confessions for the rest of your life let's confess together through jesus my lord i am more than a conqueror I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirit can seduce or deceive me. The word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed, and I am going to participate. Wow. You know, it must have seemed very difficult for Mary when Jesus was receiving stripes on his back. Don't you know that she would have prayed and thought it unreasonable More than three, more than five, more than ten. At 15, she probably said, oh, God, please make them stop. At 20, at 22, at 27, don't you know, right there in in the area, listening to all that was going on, perhaps hearing the stripes and maybe hearing the cries of her son Jesus, knowing he had done no wrong, and yet there's 27 and 28 and 29 and 30 and 35 and 38. One of the most difficult moments of her life is the one of the most beautiful ones of ours. Forgive. It'll set you free. It'll set you free. God bless you.